Hey guys, and welcome back to Friends, Acquaintances, and Everybody Else, a millennial podcast hosted by two women of color set out to spark conversations of change on everything from careers, creativity, spirituality, love, and wellness. And while sometimes we may disagree, we at least hope to change a few minds about a couple of things. Hey guys, I am Kadian, and I'm really excited because the year is almost over and this is our last episode for the season. Yay! I'm excited too. I'm Alexis and I had a transcendent music experience this weekend. Transcendent. All right. I mm-hmm. guess we will we will get into that for couch time then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your imaginary walk the couch time? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> With my little tea in hand. Um, so this weekend, you know, like, I don't know, manifestations, talking about things, synchronicity, <laughs> symptoms, and, you know, um, last week we were talking about how, um, like, my music taste has changed and artists that I've come to, like, love and hold near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. One of them was Erica Badu. Yeah. She was in concert in Miramar. Oh, wow. Miramar. <laughs> What's she doing down there? Okay. Bitch, I don't know. I said the same thing. <laughs> was there like, was it for her? Was there like a jazz festival, go- festival going No, on it was her. It was her and Goody Mob. Wow. That is interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was really weird. It was a really small amphitheater um that she was playing at so like it was more like a sports complex with an amphitheater yeah then it was like this bit like there's a big amphitheater in um tampa that i used to go to um but it was good goody mob came out i didn't realize i did not realize that CeeLo was a part of goody mob wow we're still learning about music are we that's we're still learning <laughs> yeah because i heard it and i was like hold up and I actually looked Wait, instead of like Cielo looking through out? my phone. Yeah, he was there. I love he was there. Him. I heard the voice. I and I was like, so I was recording through my phone and I heard it. And I was like, hold up. Wait a minute. And I looked up there and I was like, that little Opa Lupa man ain't up there. Sure enough was. Like, don't get me wrong. Sure I love Erica. I've seen her in concert though, but I've never seen CeeLo and I've always loved him. His writing, his ad libs, his musical yeah. production. Oh, I love it. It was great. Another great surprise, <clears throat> Trick Daddy. <laughs> was he able to actually perform would be my he question. He only did one song. He did the one song he, he has with Goody Mob. <laughs> Trick, love the kids. You know, his, his, heart, his heart ain't too good. and he, he can't breathe too, too <laughs> great either. So. Listen, um, and then the queen herself graced us with her presence, and I've... She was never on my radar to see, like not intentionally, but just like I never thought that I would be able to, okay. I guess. Okay. Um. And now like I have to see her again. Her voice live is, it's not that her recorded voice isn't bad, but it's so much better live. Like you can hear all of the raspiness that's in it. Like it touched my soul. And this is with no drugs. 
Yeah, she's one of those people that she sounds just as good, if not even better, live um, in general. I used to love watching her. I don't know if you remember, like, like Def Comedy Jam or any of those things back mm-hmm. in the day. Um, yeah. When she used to go on there and just, like, spit, oh, my God, and freestyle. Yeah. She's, she's amazing. Yeah, it was really good. Um, unfortunately, because it was, like, one of the smaller amphitheaters, they were extremely rude. And when she was doing the Tyrone song, they cut her sound. Wait, because she was going over time or? Yeah, because she was going over time. Oh, they're strict down there. They were. Wow. Really it was, apparently, like, it's a really residential area that this amphitheater. So they had a strict cutoff time. Yeah, yeah. But it was still real rude. But she, you know, like the great artist she is, uh, her and the live band that she performed with, I didn't, I was not expecting that either, which is another, like, great aspect of live music, right? Mm-hmm. When there's actually a piece band. Um they finished the whole song out and you could still hear him. That's how small the amphitheater was. Wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and I was in the lawn section. So. Wow. I was like, wait, you were still able to hear? Well, then, yeah, yeah it was pretty small. Okay. Um, and you know what? I realized that now we are a part of the grown and sexy concert crew. What made you, you know? what made you come to this conclusion that you were a part of that? I just just like I'm more okay with that than what like happened at Travis Scott, you know, like or going to like a Travis Scott type of thing, you know what I'm saying? So like I'm okay with being a part of this grown and sexy crew if the worst thing that's gonna happen is like good smelling weed. Um, oh, okay. So I'm a little torn. I would say the Travis Scott one is is very extreme, but I do <laughs> understand what you mean by like the grown and sexy. Because for example, right. there's a concert coming up next week that I really wanna go to. However, I know a majority of the crowd is going to be the younger 20-somethings. Who? Who is it? Uh, you may not know. His name is IDK. Oh, no. Like, you know me. I like I, I love up and coming. Yeah. So, he, so there's this guy named IDK who I love, love, love. And I found out he's going to have a show here in New York City. And, yo, the ticket is only 25. So I was like, bet. I mean, it's on a Monday, but I still don't care. Bet. Uh, unfortunately, the place that they're having it is, like, all standing room only. Mm. And this is when the I'm too grown for this comes in. <laughs> yes. Yes. Don't get me Girl, wrong. Had... I'll still stand for a show. However, mm-hmm. when it's just a big area of only standing and I'm just going to be a doing pit. this, like, yeah, squinch with people all around me, like Mm-mm. during COVID. Yeah. I, uh... I feel like it's the same reason we don't go to clubs, right? Like we'll go to like a lounge or a bar uh, you're but alone on that one. To... I still go to clubs. No, okay, well, whatever. <laughs> um, but no, I, we I, we were saying that like we were more than happy with taking our lawn chairs, going yeah. and sitting all the way in the back in the lawn. Yeah, having more space than you know, I guess, is necessary for two girls or a group mm-hmm. of five. Um, and uh, we still had plenty of room to stand up and dance and you know vibe vibe out. So. Yeah, uh, Kiki and I, I think we've gotten to the point as well. We were just talking about how we're we're like the rich aunties. We're like, how much is the VIP area right right there? Yeah, like, with the less mm-hmm. people, and I'm still close mm-hmm. to the stage. Okay, I'm just gonna pay that because yeah, y'all cause... pay tuition. I still got regular bills and pay for flights. Bye. General population <laughs> is like yeesh. Well, then I guess, unfortunately, go to go back to the Travis Scott situation. First off, have you ever... Well, do you listen to Travis Scott music? Yeah. 
Like you're familiar with it. Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with him. Okay. Um, I have always listened to his music. However, he's never anyone that I've wanted to see live. And then the right. one time that I did see him live was because he was an opening act for Kendrick Lamar um, okay. at Madison Square. And it was insane. Granted, it was all seating regardless. So I, I was not down there with Gen Pop. I'm not. <laughs> okay. And even then, don't get me wrong, like stage presence and his production is amazing. He was able to bring out like a whole, um, it was like a machine, like some sort of a dragon, like robot that he was able to stand on flying over the crowd. It was great. However, the type of people that go to see Travis Scott, I don't ever mm-hmm. want to be in a crowd with. What type of people go to see Travis Scott? They are per- usually the people who like to do the whole like mosh pit situation. Um, they're usually okay. very ignorant cis predominantly mm. white okay dudes uh girls as well but like they are very ignorant people um they have no sort of like respect for space or anything <clears throat> everything is just like okay. we're gonna rage we're gonna rage it's like you're raging to yeah. rap uh, okay sure so that so this is this has been my question regarding mr travis scott mm-hmm. is he a rock star or is he a rap star no, definitely not a rock star. It's rap star. Okay. I just like, I feel like his following is more like rock cult-like than rap. They are. They're very, they're very similar. There's a lot of crossover. Um, but I've been to like EDC before and there's actual drugs going around and there's way more people than what was at Astro World. And I've never had that happen to me. Okay. I was safe mm-hmm. even in the crowds, even in the mosh pit. So I know yeah. his... His little crowd, his cult following is a whole yeah. other breed. Because they said it was only 50,000 people, right? Yeah, but there's also only one stage. <laughs> right. Yeah. And this this was like one of the comparisons that I saw was like Woodstock had 200,000 people plus mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and 11 people died. Mm-hmm. This had 50,000 mm-hmm. and eight people died. And we still haven't even gotten a full count of like all that's injured. The people who are missing, missing. Mm -hmm. I've read that. um, I've read that law enforcement said even before we don't have like enough equipment, people, supplies, resources. But that is what I blame on them not allocating budget properly. Like they really had no Fs to give about the fans or anything because you are given a budget for events. Right. You Mm -hmm. allocate for security, you allocate for all that other stuff. The fact that they had barely a handful of medics already baffles me, especially with the numbers that they were dealing with. I think there was like less than 20, less than 20 people for about 50,000. Let me tell you what. There were about 50 cops alone at Erica Badu. That I saw. <laughs> well, in uniform, in <laughs> uniform. You were also a Miramar. <laughs> <laughs> they know how we roll. <laughs> true, true. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, 100%. I saw a video of from the very beginning, it was going to be a safety issue because I saw that at the entrance, when they just opened the gate, it was a stampede. People were being People already were crushed walking. and like ran over. Mm-hmm. There was like a girl screaming from under the crowd. The ticketing mm-hmm. people were like getting bum rushed. People were like barely noticing them. I'm like, hold on. So y'all knew from the very beginning 
that this is already mm-hmm. going to be a yeah nah yeah i'm good a safety issue like there should have been a police officer there to been like not nah, we're shutting it down same way they did it with erica <laughs> you know like you're going over time you guys are acting a goddamn fool shut it down also how do you feel about the fact that they had like children children there like a child died i think he was 10 or the child was 10 or something or 11 i i feel like it was 14 it's I mean, you take your kid to their favorite artist concert. I don't like, you know, I don't, I don't. It's very unfortunate. It's extremely, extremely unfortunate. But they were taking their kid to a concert, you know? I guess it's because I know it was a Travis Scott concert where I was like, you took a child? I wouldn't even take my best friend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, his little festivals because they're not just concerts like yeah, his little astro world's a music festival a mini music festival okay yeah. so his little music festival they they look very intense just from the graphics oh yeah oh you yeah know, doesn't look like a place i would go personally now i'm 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 a, I'm a pass on that um i guess while we are still on the topic of music because i'm yeah. already over travis and <laughs> how he addressed to social media his first remarks about it. Um, yeah, I'm sorry what happened to everybody. Um, my heart goes out. They're like, you you got on social media yeah. to address it this way? You should have just had your assistant write the usual. Yeah, you should have just done the create like Kylie did. Oh, my God. <sighs> <laughs> How dare you think that we would continue? What are, you, what are you saying over there? How many millions do I have? How dare you think that we would... I love how Drake made sure he hurried up to his too to take his name out of this. Like, yo, uh, man, I didn't realize. What- <laughs> yo, the cleanup is messy over there. Mm. Oh, the man. is real messy. Um, speaking of messy and music, can oh. we like dip into Kanye West and how he was like, Big Sean was the worst decision I ever made in my entire life. Hashtag end. What was it? John Legend. Oh, we could definitely dip into that because I have known about and followed this whole issue regardless with Kanye when he manages or produces anyone since mm, the very beginning. (laughs) He's not as bad as Diddy, but... mm, Right, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, Diddy's the worst. The worst. Um, But yeah, I was was just... I don't get this. He's saying a whole bunch of shit about a whole bunch of people... After apparently having just had conversations with them the day before. (laughs) I mean, but that's also very much Kanye. Uh, Nowadays, I feel like he is literally just doing things for... Publicity. Yeah. Yeah. It's literally it. Like, Big Sean is at peace. John Legend hasn't given a fuck about (laughs) Kanye and what he do for years. Nothing. Nothing. So for him to want to drag their name and bring them up right now, it's because he just needs to stay current and have something else be public about him. He's just mad that Kim left him for a white dude. (laughs) And to top it off, even Kim was like, because he had said something in an interview about how Kim is still his wife and blah, blah, blah. And she literally said, like, listen, I know he's hurting and I'm, I'm pretty much used to him and the things that he say. And it's coming from a hurt place, but regardless, um, we are still working through a divorce. Yeah, no, this is happening, sir. You crazy. 
Um, um, as far as the whole, uh, I don't know if you ever listened. All right. Do you remember the Good Friday Projects? No, because you, you weren't that big on Big Sean The and Good stuff. Friday Project Projects? Yeah. No? Okay. Um, so he had a couple of great projects and he did great production for, you know, John Legend. Oh God, John Legend's first album when he came out, mm-hmm. Kanye was all over that production. Fire. Um, Big Sean and him have done a lot of great work and stuff, but... Once again, it's one of those situations where Kanye likes to take all the credit the for credit. everything. Like, you like would have been nothing without me anyways. I discovered you. I made you yeah. this. And it's another one of those things. He wrote the whole blueprint. And then to see these people be great and stand on their own. And because these people aren't coming and aiding him and standing by him during all of his foolish publicity stuff going on right now is the real reason why he's calling them out. Um, kind of mm. like how when he was calling out Jay-Z a couple years ago because Jay and Bay were like, they did not care. He was not even in their orbit and he just wanted to call them out of nowhere. So it's yeah. once again the same kind of situation. I mean, it's real wild. On the positive side, Jay-Z said positive things about Dame. Right? Jay-Z's getting old. I understand, fella. I understand. I'm too old for this. <laughs> You know, you know, I got a bad heart and it's, it's, I'm just trying to like make it through life, fam. <laughs> He's trying to amend, make amends everywhere. where he can. <laughs> that time I stabbed you. Sorry, bro. Like, you know what I mean? We just, <laughs> we just, all, we just going to move on, make peace. I understand gangster. That's some real. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Ouch. That kind of hurt me. <laughs> you know, I can't wait till I get that old where I just, you know, all my enemies, I got love for you. Remember that time? You know, I don't leave it to God. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Damn. No, I don't leave it to God. I know you're still broke and I haven't paid you all out from that contract that I was supposed to. And I still haven't released all of y'all albums so y'all can have it and get all the money for it. But you know, it's all love now. It's all love. Mm-hmm. It's all love. Peace and love. Mm, peace and love. <laughs> oh, God. Um, speaking of peace and love and Erica Badu, who is also the doula to this next artist that we're going to talk about. <clears throat> she just like looking at people's vaginas. Sorry. Go ahead. I mean, <laughs> I would let her look at my vagina. <laughs> <sighs> Summer Walker. Uh, How you feeling? Let's see. I like Summer Walker's mixtapes more than her full albums. Ooh. Um... That's just me. I also wasn't ready for this to be a 20-track situation. <laughs> I think I'm also too old to want to sit through. <laughs> yeah, that one was a shock. I was like, this shit still ain't done. Like, I know she went through a lot. Like, don't get me wrong. She got a lot to get lot. off her chest. She had a lot to get off her chest. And I understand yeah. that. But, goddamn. It's a lot of singing. Good for her. Good for her. Therapy. How do you, do you like it though? You don't like it? You're, you, you. How do I put it? Production wise, lyric wise. Yeah, it was good. It was good. She got what she wanted out there. It was exactly what I expected of her. Um, Mm. I'm happy that she didn't do a bunch of remakes for this one. Yes. So that tells me growth right there. Um, yeah. The features she had also worked perfectly with what she was going through. Like, you know, the fact that Cardi B had called her. Mm Mm-hmm. And was letting her know, like, to work through the pain because she's been there. So I love the support yeah. that she was getting from so many artists. That made it so positive. Um, yes. And people need to see more of that. 
because we all go through things and we all make mistakes and it's worse because they're like public people, they're public figures. So all their business have to be out there. So to see that they're able to support each other like that is really beautiful. It is. Um, I, (laughs) okay. So I'm a little torn (laughs) because she shows that she's learned, but at the same time, she still enjoys the toxicity based on what I got from the lyrics. So it's like, and then for you to flip flop between, no more red flags to, but sometimes toxicity is fun to, all right, Sierra's prayer. I'm like, girl, you don't want Sierra's prayer. And all these girls saying that they want a Sierra's prayer. No, y'all don't. Y'all don't want a Christian Listen. man to hold y'all accountable. Y'all have several seats. I don't want Sierra's prayer because I don't want Sierra's man, right? I want a man that's good for me. I don't think that her prayer is, you put it up on the poll, I don't think that her prayer prayer is applicable to everyone. No, no, (laughs) not at all. So y'all leaning on this, like, it's a cute saying, I get it, like, and I appreciate you praying over me and for me, Sierra, like, thanks, sis, Mm -hmm. but... It's not, it's not all that. (laughs) And also, it's it's also like nothing that I haven't kind of been praying on my own. Like, don't get me wrong. Like as a Christian, like her prayer. Yeah, I do want that kind of man. I just don't believe it's for everyone. I'm like, everyone does not want this. You know how many girls would get so bored of Russell Wilson or if they had a man who brought no drama and toxic at all in their life, they would get bored Mm -hmm. so quickly mm-hmm. so uh y'all finally got the prayer y'all happy now let me see y'all try to manifest this i can't wait this is the thing like not every like you said like not everyone's a christian not everyone believes that like you know you should love your like man this should be everything that you needed one because yeah. that's what she said and yeah. i don't want that either like, you guys gotta listen to the words that she's saying before you go ahead and say it for yourself because i appreciate it I can see where someone might, but mm-hmm. I don't want exactly what Sierra wanted. No, nope. I don't. And I'm okay with that. Use it as a, a template. And, you know, you, you take what you need <laughs> and you leave what you don't. But Exactly. Kind of like you do like the track changes in your Word documents. Yeah. And you know how you like download a whole album, but you only save a few of the songs? Kind of like that. Yeah. There you go. So then as far as like, because I know this was your first time listening to her whole body of work. <laughs> I mean, I've listened to her before, but like intentionally, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it was a good album. I don't know if like the older I get, the harder it is to like blow me out of the water with music. Mm. I think it also depends on artists. We are listening to someone who more so went through what we went through in our younger age. So we're like, we over this. We Okay. We, <laughs> girl, this ain't so new. I'm glad it. you learned now. <laughs> so over it. Still over it, sis. Um, definitely. You know, but like you said, good production. I loved, like you said, I loved the support that she got from artists on this mm-hmm. album. It was, mm-hmm. it was beautiful. And... Her voice goes so beautifully with all of them. She fits old school R&B style so well, which is why like I still liked her regardless of the fact that a majority of her music before she was just doing remakes and covers. Mm-hmm. Her voice fits it beautifully. And she sounds, believe it or not, even better live. Like she looks crazy yes. and the girl needs help. I'm not talking about her personality wise, but her talent wise. If she gets help, will her music be as good? No. Remember when Whitney got off crack? Anyways. <laughs> 
did you say? I was like, you remember when Whitney got off crack? Anyways. Stop. <laughs> oh, the tragedy of being an artist. And I think one of my favorite things that I saw um, someone write about Summer Walker's album. What was it? Summer Walker don't really hit for me because I be the one traumatizing niggas. And I was like. <laughs> you know, I was like, so I, I was <laughs> confession. I was making um, I was trying to make a video for the podcast stories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was something I said something to the effect of, and this just came out of my tongue, out of my mouth. It was like something to the effect of, um, yeah, we've all we've we've always known this summer that niggas ain't shit. Sometimes women ain't either. Sometimes I'm not. I mean, <laughs> these like, are facts. I am e, grateful yeah. that I've never been dragged and this hurt by a man before. <laughs> so I yeah. can't relate, sis, but I do empathize. <laughs> yeah i mean i've never been the fourth baby mama but i've definitely like wanted to like whoop someone's mom's ass before sure who baby (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) so my friend posted a great response to that you know how like if men are so fed up with how their moms were treated, why do they continue to perpetuate the same scenarios? It's called unhealed traumas, and that's where <laughs> therapy still comes into play. We just continue to repeat all these cycles that aren't healed. Jesus. You know what? In that case, my question for you, since this is our you know final episode for the season, let's, let's take away some learning from here. Is there anything you learn from your younger years? Okay, what did I learn from my younger years? Like, top three things I learned. Um, oh, shit. We're talking about, like, people, romance, clearly. Not school and careers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, in romance. Um, to trust your gut. Mm. Like, like really, baby girl. Like, I can trust <laughs> that shit. <laughs> um, maybe that's it. That's the, <laughs> that's like the biggest thing, biggest like because there was like all of the relationships just went yeah trust your gut in all of those situations. So then, what like, would you when they, when when they say it believe, believe them. it when they show them believe them mm-hmm. when they don't say it or don't show it believe them. Mm-hmm. If you feel it, if it's sent to you in a dream, believe it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what would your album be called then? Believe it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like better believe it or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. What would what about you? Um I definitely learned the trust your gut the hard way. Uh so that would be one of my number one things that I've learned. Um two Guys forget to be, get, forget how to be friends once they become romantic with you. It's just, they just don't quite compute that. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah. So one minute, like, you could be friends with a guy, right? And you guys can joke about anything, talk about anything. You could do anything and never feel embarrassed or weird with them. Conversations flow, all that. The minute 
intimacy gets involved, suddenly it's, they don't know how to talk to you anymore. And like, we could do the same thing we did before, but now we just have sex too. Like, why is it hard Mm. to compute? (laughs) Mm, I think that's because men don't want to do those things with their wives, which is like weird. Uh, those are the responses i've got add that to your prayer a man who wants to do that to his wife um (laughs) please because okay (laughs) um and love isn't enough i think something else i learned no the power of no okay okay there we go i was like like no stop don't no like like the word it was in quotations like no Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mine is love isn't enough. So the title of my album will be love ain't enough. Better believe it. See? It goes. It goes. (laughs) All right. You know what? Speaking of love and how it just ain't ever enough. I think this is also going to be one of like my favorite episodes of Insecure ever. It was written and directed so beautifully. This recent episode of Insecure when it was all about um, Lawrence and Condola and what's going on with their current situation. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that episode? <laughs> I don't feel bad for either of them. Mm. Mm. Either of them. I don't. Um, we're grown. We are not in our 20s, right? Mm-hmm. They are not in their 20s. We're grown. Um, I think that she was making it hard for him not that he but he also wasn't present you know but she was making it very difficult and also how are you going to tell your sister or your cousin to contact your baby daddy bitch you text him yeah like he's the father of your child you chose to have this child you chose that so he is the father of your child and you have to learn how to trust him you have to period I have no empathy at all for canola oil. And I just feel like <laughs> how how did you go from I don't want kids to then deciding to keep a kid, whether it was out of spite or whatever reason, mm-hmm. um, decided to keep a kid knowing that the guy that you were going to keep the kid for didn't want to be involved with you. And you guys are already in a very like tense, messy situation, mm-hmm. right? And then have the nerve to make it difficult for him to try to be present when he does try. Mm -hmm. So, of course, Mm -hmm. when you're always met with, like, negativity or arguments or problems, whenever you do put any effort in, you're going to want to do it less. And I'm not saying that's an excuse for him because homie is shelling out plane tickets every week to come through and see his kids. So it's not like he's not trying. (laughs) Yes. And I'm sure if it was easier to talk to her and be around her, he would put in more of an effort. It's just, and shout out to, uh, what was his name? Derek. Shout out to a good friend with good advice. And I mm-hmm. wish they would also go more into Derek storyline, but whatever. Um, well, I was going to say maybe one day, but nah, bro. I love him. And I want to know what him and Tiffany went through that he was sleeping in a hotel for six months. But you know what? That's another story. <laughs> but the fact that he pulled Lawrence aside during the baby shower and pretty much let him know, like, I get what you're going through and you, you're right. You might even be right in the situation, but do you want to be right or do y'all want to fix this? Like sometimes you're not always going to get both and we're just going to have to swallow our pride in certain situations. And unfortunately you signed up to be a baby daddy. 
The minute mm-hmm. you went in, shot up the club <laughs> with no rubber. That's the other part of this. Like it's a both part of y'all it. knew something like the con- we contraceptive birth control. We grown. we're grown ass adults, and then the. So there was there was no mistake, no excuse with that. I have no pity for anyone. Anyway, right? Exactly. They don't just pop up. So as far as like what they need to do now, I'm also not mad at him for then realizing he might just have to take this in legal matters because she, the minute she kept repeating, give me back my baby, my baby, my baby, my baby. My baby I already knew where this was going to go. Like you wouldn't have this shit without me. Is like what would have went through my head. Like you, this. It... You're literally trying to force me out of the child's life. And then upset with me when I'm not around. Like, what do you want? You know what? It's all right. I'm going to get the law involved in this. We just going to settle this on paper because yeah. clearly there's too many emotions here. Um, I love the split screen scene where they had when like she's like falling asleep on the toilet or like going through it. And he's like banging like the brains out of some chick. And I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. guys do have it easier, regardless if you're in a relationship or not. When you are a woman and you're going through the whole motherhood situation, Guys have it easy, and I know that if and when I go through that, I want a partner to be just as miserable as me. We both gonna stay up, or we are evenly splitting this, but I'm not gonna sit here <laughs> and yeah. be up all the time doing this crap. I'm not. Yeah, I have no thoughts on that, because I'm not having kids. I know you ain't, but all I know is I'm not doing all... I already did nine months of heavy <laughs> lifting. It's your shift for the next nine months. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I don't think it would be like... <clears throat> I don't think that it would be all on him, but it would definitely like you would have to step up significantly. You'd also probably have to change my diapers while you're at it. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Just considering, you know how the baby like tears you from like here all the, the way to the tutor, and then sometimes, yeah. mm-hmm. and then you know, like nah, bro, sometimes. you gotta fix this shit too. You gotta take care of it. Mm-mm. You did this to me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that uh, they're going to decide to go the legal route? Or what do you think? They're I feel like they to have work to. It out? I feel like, well, this is me thinking as an adult, and they were clearly not thinking as adults. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like they have to. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the only way that it's going to work out because it's, wor- it's not working out. Like, they, she still likes him. She's resentful. Oh, she's that resentful. She kept it. Homie is hurt. <laughs> She's really, she's, she's really upset. And when you can, you know that because how the sister acts towards him. Uh-huh. Because they've been girl chatting. They've been talking. <laughs> so I think that she's really salty that, you know, he's, he didn't choose her mm-hmm. um, or the baby. Um, and he's just like lost in the sauce obviously he has his whole career flying high which is going great i'm super happy for him look at him finally getting his shit together it only took (sighs) so guys really aren't prepared for life until after 30s anyways so it only took a couple years (laughs) it only took a couple 10 years no big deal (laughs) um but yeah i don't feel bad for either of them i think that and I think that they're going to have to go to the lawyers. They should go to the lawyers. I hope they go to the lawyers. Do you think he might move back down? I was thinking that. Um, I don't know. I kind of don't want him to. I don't think it's worth it. I kind of just want him to send 
I kind of just want him to send the child support. And I mean, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was like an automatic regardless. I mean, you're making more yeah. than enough money, so I'm assuming you send in some. Yeah. I don't know. She mentioned something about like money. You don't help with the diapers or something like some yeah, crap something like that. Yeah, something like that. And I'm like, uh, I feel like that's wrong. I do as well. I'm thinking she's seeing more like, you're still not here changing them, though. You ain't like, you don't even want me to come in my house and hold him when he's crying. <laughs> that part. <laughs> Like, how backwards was that? She's literally there struggling, trying to stop him from crying. The father came in and said, hey, I'll take him off your hands. Yeah. And she's like, no. <laughs> yeah, but I also know a lot of moms like that. I've, I've witnessed that in, like, real life. Like, the baby's crying and, like, someone of the family or the dad will come over and, like, take it. The baby will still cry for, like, not even a whole nother minute long. And the mom will be like, and be like oh, just give it back. Just give it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, guess, bro, take the time. I don't have those. I do not have those maternal instincts. Daddy, future daddy, whoever you are, you better take this from me. Um, take him. <laughs> I only want the baby when it's sleeping or when it wants to eat. That's it. You, you can gladly take him when he's fussy because mm, I'm good. With all this growth and change and everything and <laughs> Condola's going through her own summer walker phase right now. Yeah. Oh, I think she made up this Summer Walker vase in her own head, right? Oh, 100% created it. She could have prevented all of this. He, like, I mean, like he said, he is trying to be there. He's Mm -hmm. actively trying. And she Mm -hmm. is actively pushing away. Mm -hmm. So there's, like, not much we can do about that. Except go legal. Well. You don't want to do the other legal thing? I hate talking about white cis men, but go on. <laughs> oh, I'm, I, that's why I was like, we can just do it in the episode because I don't really, you know, I don't give a fuck what this non-nigga has to say. He shot someone. <laughs> he shot someone and then someone else had loaded the, the nerve gun. to blame it on someone else loading the gun. Like, you don't know the weight of it, whatever. Um, someone else loading the gun, but then also his solution to this is to have police on set. He literally said, I think the best way to avoid this going forward is to have more security and police officers on set. What are they gonna do? Hold a gun for you? Like what? You wanna bring more police, like, cause 2020 didn't happen, but then you know you are a cis white man. So of course. All right. Wow. He's dumb. He's dumb. Wow. My takeaway is trust your gut. Believe it. Because I didn't want to talk about Alec Baldwin. <laughs> and I should know you brought it up. Like, that's so dumb. Like. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. My takeaway will always be love ain't enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get that tattooed on me. Love ain't love ain't enough. Love ain't enough. Damn. That's hmm. it, lady. This is this is the end of our second season. Until next season, friends. It's been a great one. You can catch me on my Instagram at tribe called Lex with two X's. And you guys can find me on mine at Kaywin K A Y W Y N. Peace and grease. Bye. Bye.